Ty Ty Washington and Shaden Sharp have found new homes in the NBA. We talk about where the former Wildcats landed on today's episode of Locked On Kentucky. You are Locked On Kentucky, your daily podcast on the Kentucky Wildcats, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, what's going on, Big Blue Nation? Welcome on in to Locked On Kentucky, your daily Kentucky Wildcats podcast. I'm your host, Lance Dahl, writer for Sports Illustrated for various SEC-related things. But on this podcast specifically, we take a dive into all things Kentucky athletics. On today's episode of Locked On Kentucky, going to be talking about Ty Ty Washington and Shaden Sharp, where they landed in the NBA draft. Also going to be talking about point guard Robert Dillingham, could potentially be committing to the Wildcats. By the time you're listening to this, he might have already committed to to, uh, to, to uh, Kentucky, so we're going to talk about that later on in the show. But first off here, I wanted to talk about Ty Ty Washington falling 29th overall to the Houston Rockets. Before we get to Shaden Sharp, and based on some of y'all's responses out there, man, you you guys seem to really love yourself some Shaden Sharp. Uh, I'm kidding, obviously, but I wanted to talk, to, talk about Ty Ty falling to the 29th pick here. So this selection by the Houston Rockets at 29 was actually obtained via transaction with the Minnesota Timberwolves. It was a trade. Washington will now play uh, alongside point guard Kevin Porter with the Rockets. I think this is really exciting. I, I, I think, but let's just go ahead and state it at the top here. I think this was a good pick for the Houston Rockets, and I'm really excited about this for Ty Ty. Initially, initially did not pay attention to the fact that this was a trade and I thought Washington was going to the Memphis Grizzlies and it made my night because Memphis is my favorite NBA team would have been really excited to have seen him paired up with John Morant I thought that it was awesome really excited I was already thinking about how much I was going to spend on a jersey once they came out and then I realized oh no he's going to Houston Washington averaged 12.5 points, 3.9 assists uh, last season for the Wildcats, along with just 1.6 turnovers per game game while acting as a combo guard during his freshman season at Kentucky. CBS released that uh, statement just a little while ago. So first off, I just want to state here, I think that this is a good pick by by the Rockets. But I wanted to talk for a second about the fact that I think this pick was a steal. I think this pick was a steal for the Rockets. And I want to talk about the fact that I think Washington was heavily undervalued by some of these NFL scouts. So on yesterday's show, we talked about Shaden Sharp. We talked about Ty Ty Washington. We projected where they would fall. And I said Washington would go 19th overall to the Minnesota Timberwolves. And I said, I don't see him really falling further then 24th or 25th or 26th, I think that he is going to be a top 20 pick, and I would be surprised if he fell further. And he fell 10 spots lower. I think way too many NBA scouts put way too much on Ty Ty Washington post-injury. We've talked about his statistics here on the show. We've talked about him just as a player visibly after he was injured against Auburn. He was a completely different player before he went down with an injury about two-thirds of the way through the season. 
I think that this pick for the Rockets was a phenomenal pickup. And they got Jabari Smith, by the way, who fell in their lap at number three. This was a phenomenal pickup for, for the Rockets. I don't think a lot of people understand. Ty Ty Washington was shooting phenomenally before he, uh, he got hurt. I believe we talked about this like way back mid-March. I've got the numbers pulled up here. Ty Ty Washington, before the Auburn game, was shooting 14 or was averaging 14.2 points per game, 4.2 rebounds per game, four and a half assists per game, while shooting 50% from the floor, 77% from the free throw line, and 40.4% from three. Phenomenal numbers for a freshman combo guard. During that time span, he also broke the single-game record for assists at Kentucky, previously held by John Wall. Dropped 17 assists on the Georgia Bulldogs after the Auburn game. Ty Ty went from scoring 14.2 to 10.1 points. Went from 4.2 rebounds to 2.8. Started shooting 36.2% uh, from the floor. 27.7% from three. And 70.3% from the foul line. Drastic, drastic drop shooting percentage-wise. If Ty Ty Washington can remain healthy, and that's a big if, that's the question here. If Ty Ty Washington can remain healthy, I think this will this is a phenomenal pickup by the Houston Rockets. If he can't remain healthy, then he's going to end up being a bust and he's not going to be able to make it out. He's not going to have a good career in the NBA. I don't ever see Washington really getting past being a role player in the NBA because I think that to, to truly eclipse that, you either have to have one or two things three things. You either have to have height, you have to have athleticism, or you have to have crazy off-the-charts IQ, basketball IQ, to really, really get to where you're comfortably one of a starter in the NBA. I don't think he's going to be able to get past being a role player, or at least a very efficient role player, because of his... I don't think that it's a lack of athleticism. Obviously, he's an athlete. But he's not necessarily an explosive player. He's a very patient player, very controlled player. Talking about that recently. And he doesn't have a ton of height. Six foot three, hundred ninety-seven pounds. And I think that the IQ is certainly there. I mean, you dish out 17 assists against any Division I college basketball school and you'd like to think that they have something going on there. So I definitely think he's a very smart player. But I don't see Washington truly getting past a role spot and I'm going to be honest with you, man. I don't necessarily think that he has to in order to be respected. I mean, man, if he can shoot 50, 40, 80 in the NBA healthy, or if he can shoot somewhere close to that, I mean, that's a, that's a really efficient uh, role player. I mean, if he's playing alongside Kevin Porter, to be able to be play off the ball and then occasionally be able to rotate to where you're playing point, I mean, that's a, that's a really solid pickup at 29. That's a really solid pickup at 29 for a kid that was projected by CBS right before the draft started to go 16th overall to the Atlanta Hawks. This is a phenomenal pickup potential-wise because if he stays healthy, he is going to outperform what your average 29th overall pick would get you. Again, I've said it a million times already, great pickup for the Rockets. Undervalued, 
underappreciated, way too much stock put into what he did before, or excuse me, after he was injured. Ty Ty Washington was a steal for the Houston Rockets. All right, before we talk about Shaden Sharp and just talk about his potential with the Portland Trailblazers, I want to tell you guys about our friends at Bet Online. BetOnline.net is your number one source for all of your betting needs and sports info. You can find all of the latest sports developments, league reviews, and news, including this year's NHL playoffs and Major League Baseball. BetOnline is your continued source for all of your sporting wagering information, including live betting, esports, and scores. And BetOnline.net remains the best spot for all of your sports scores, podcasts, and news this season. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and the action that is BetOnline where the game starts. All right, continuing along here on the Friday edition of Locked On, Kentucky Lance Daw here with you. Shaden Sharp, who is, uh, who is loved by all of the Kentucky fan base, was selected 7th overall in the 2022 NBA draft by the Portland Trailblazers. If you listened to yesterday's episode, you would have heard that I predicted that Shaden Sharp would go 7th overall to, to uh, Portland. I said that it was the best fit for him. Something that I did not consider, something that I did not think about until just yesterday afternoon. Well, for you guys, it'll, it'll have been yesterday afternoon. I was, uh, I was on an ESPN Lexington. I was on a radio, ESPN radio station in Lexington doing an interview talking about Shaden Sharp. And I was asked about Shaden Sharp and his maturity. And I was asked... The guy was like, Lance, you know, you, you talked about his maturity and talked about him developing as a player. You look at this top 10 in this NBA draft, you'd like to think that Sharp's going somewhere in it. What front office would you believe to give Shaden Sharp the best opportunity to develop and to lead him along and to help him grow as a player? And I said, I'm going to be honest with you, man. I, 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 don't, I don't really see a ton of different front offices in this top 10 really comfortably taking care of a lot of different players, to be honest with you. But if I were going to select somewhere for him to go where he would be comfortable and he would be able to develop, I want to see him go to Portland. Because I really like the idea of him playing by Damian Lillard, behind Damian Lillard at the same time, and we'll get to that that in a second, and then eventually growing past Damian Lillard whenever... Damien retires or gets traded. So initially, Sharp's probably going to get to play at shooting guard beside Damian Lillard. That's a lot of fun. That's a really, really fun backcourt. Very explosive. High octane, really exciting stuff. So he's going to get to play beside him. But he's also going to get to play behind him. What do I mean by that? I mean from a mental standpoint. From a maturity standpoint, he is going to get to, to play behind one of the best point guards slash shooting guards that the NBA has to offer. He's a veteran guy, and on top of that, he is committed to his team. Damian Lillard has proven over and over and over again that he is committed to the Portland Trailblazers. He's committed to that organization, and if anyone in the NBA is going to teach and coach and help a player alongside him develop, I think Damian Lillard's a phenomenal choice. And I think that some people out there would say, well, it's not Damian Lillard's job to teach Shaden Sharp how to grow and how to be a better player. It's not his job. His job's just to play with him. 
I think that if Damian Lillard wants to win, and I think if Damian Lillard wants his team that he's on to do well, I think that Lillard is going to do everything he can to try and coach up what has what has potentially been drafted as a projected star player down the road. Lillard needs another star on his team, and Shaden Sharp might be that guy. So I think Damian Lillard is going to do everything he can to make sure that Shaden Sharp is growing the way that he needs to, is working on his game the way that he needs to. I'm definitely sure the coaching staff is going to help him out, but as far as having a, a player, a face that you can relate to and appreciate, kind of helping you along, I think Damian Lillard is a phenomenal player to help guide Shaden Sharp develop into what people think that he could be. And the reason I said Shaden Sharp would go at 7 is because while I think that there are a lot of different scouts out there that are very skeptical of his potential, I think that it's not going to deter some team in the top 7 from taking him. I did not want to see him with the Pacers. I'm very thankful that they went in another direction. I think this was a good pickup by the Portland Trailblazers. It's an opportunity to help them win now, and it's an opportunity to help them win five years from now. And if they really, really, really feel like it a couple of years from now, and this would this would be... Mm, I can already see the storyline developing. In a world where the Portland Trailblazers trade Damian Lillard, a guy that has been with them through thick and thin, has been here all this time to get somebody else to help build around Shaden and kind of build the team up from there. I definitely see that as a possibility. So you know the strengths, you know the weaknesses with Shaden Sharp. You know the strengths that he is probably the most explosive player in this year's draft. Everybody and their mother has said it. Very, very talented guy. Most important thing in the NBA right now is finding a player that can handle the ball and create space in isolation in a pace-in-space style of system. He needs to be efficient in his shot selection. He needs to be quick. He needs to be decisive. And most importantly, he needs to be able to find ways to get himself free. And if he can't get himself free, he needs to have the size or the consistent ability to get a shot off and make it whenever he is being guarded tightly. And I think Shaden Sharp is capable of doing all of those things. But the weakness here is not necessarily a weakness. It's more of just a mystery. He's about to undertake a massive leap in competition. He's not played a competitive game since his high school days in 2021. He was playing against high school defenses. He was given a ton of space on the perimeter, and he made people pay for it. I think the question you have to ask here, and I believe there was an SB Nation site that actually, the Portland Blazers SB Nation site that actually questioned this. Could Sharp's statistical efficiency take a, a dip because he's playing against tougher opponents? And I believe the article specifically said that play off-ball defense. So that's a possibility. That's the question mark here. He's a mystery. His development from one game in the high school level to another in the NBA is a mystery. But the concern is there for a legitimate reason. I mean, it's not like high school players can just get to the NBA and play perfectly fine. So yes, he's an athlete. Yes, he's explosive. Yes, he can knock down shots. But can he do it consistently against the, the best the game has to offer? And again, I know a ton of you out there are not Shaden Sharp fans. I said this on ESPN Lexington, and I'm going to restate it. 
I'm glad that he went at seven. I wanted Sharp to go as high as possible for the sake of the program. For the sake of the program, I would like to see Kentucky get another. I would have liked to have seen him gone at the, go at three. I would have liked to have seen him, uh, Kentucky get another top three draft pick. I would have been fine with that. I would have been like great for Shaden, but more importantly for me, very happy for the program that they were able to get that on their, their roster. I know we didn't play, and that's a, that's a whole other conversation for another day. He didn't play, but he was at least he was there. At least he was there. All right. To wrap up the show, I want to talk about Robert Dillingham and what Kentucky might be getting in him. We talked about this a little bit yesterday. I decided I didn't want to go too much into, into it because I can't put out an episode about him until he officially commits. And man, it would be really dumb to talk for 30 minutes about a kid that doesn't commit to your school. So before we talk about him, for a brief amount of time. I want to tell you guys about our friends over at Rock Auto. With the ever-increasing number of makes and models, it's now virtually impossible for your local chain auto parts store to stock all the parts that you need. Why would you endure often pointless or seemingly intimidating questioning and wait while the person behind the counter orders the parts on their computer while choosing the only brand their warehouse happens to carry? When you yourself actually have access to rockauto.com at home and in your pocket, and you can save time and money when you use Rock Auto. Rock Auto, on top of that, is a family business. They've been serving do-it-yourselfers for over 20 years. Their prices are incredibly low for every customer. Why would you choose to spend 30%, 50%, even 100% more for the exact same parts from a chain store or a car dealership when you could just use Rock Auto? They've got everything that you could need. They've got brake parts. They've got tail lamps. They've got motor oil, new carpet. They've got all these different things. You can go explore their easy-to-use website today and find the solution to your auto part needs. You can go to rockauto.com right now, and you can see all the parts available for your car or truck. And you can write Locked On in their How Did You Hear About Us box so that they know that we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices. It's all the parts your car will ever need. Visit rockauto.com today. All right, wrapping up the Friday edition of Locked On Kentucky, Lance Daw here with you. Rob Dillingham. A five-star point guard out of Simi Valley, California, playing at Donda Academy. Can never read that word again without thinking about Kanye West. Six foot two, 165 pound point guard. Graded out as a .9973 in the 24-7 sports composite rankings. The number one point guard in the state of California. The number one point guard in the country. Crystal ball prediction, predictions right now say that he will be going to the Wildcats. On three, I believe, gives Kentucky about an 80% chance to get a commitment for his services. Initially committed to NC State, for those of you that do not know, decommitted after some issues surrounding the program, decided that he didn't want to go touch that with a 10-foot pole, decommitted, and said, you know what, why don't we go to the Wildcats? Probably. Again, probably. Would be a shame if he came out and committed to somewhere like Auburn or UCLA or Louisville. The scouting report on this kid from somebody that I, I trust... Don't know personally, but I trust when it comes to this type of stuff. Jerry Meyer, a scouting uh, reporter at 24-7 Sports, said on 24-7 he has a thin build at six foot two with long arms. Very, very nice to hear about a guard, by the way. Has a feel for controlling horizontal space. Possesses a special feel, uh, space and time on the court. Combines this awareness with an elite burst of quickness to gain separation. Highly confident sh- sharpshooter from deep. 
has a deft hop back jumper going to his right, pulls up with effectiveness in the mid-range going either direction, loves to shoot a runner going left when he can't get to the rim. He's a slick ball handler and a crafty finisher, has it on a string and can find teammates while penetrating. Lack of size and strength can be a detriment on the boards and defensively, but he is an active, disruptive defender nonetheless, has tremendous upside as a dynamic playmaker who just needs to gain strength, mass, and size as he uh, develops. And yeah, 165 pounds probably isn't the, the weight that you want to be at heading into, the, into uh, the college game, certainly not in the NBA. The comp that Jerry Meyer has for this kid is Darius Garland. So we talked about this just a, a couple days ago. might have been yesterday on the show. So he's listed as a, a shooting guard, if I'm not mistaken, by ESPN a couple different places. But he's also listed as a point guard by 24-7. So you could consider him a combo guard. But here's the thing. We're looking ahead to next year, right? We're thinking about the roster. Let's take position out of it, what he's what he's been in high school, and let's think about what he will do or fit in Kentucky system next year. You've got another five-star kid in Reed Shepard already committed to your program. He is a combo guard. But when you watch his film, you look at his numbers, you look at his evaluation, I think it's pretty clear to me that Reed Shepard is more of a shooting guard, at least to me, I may end up being completely wrong. But he seems like more of a shooting guard to me, and Dillingham seems more comfortable playing point, and he seems like a, a much better distributor, at least to me. And I mean, Jerry Meyer talked there about all the different things offensively that he does well, also talked about some of his tendencies, which if we make notes of those now, it'll be interesting to see if those are is still issues. Well, not necessarily issues, just things that are consistently a part of his game that could be analyzed and, and broken down and stopped. It'll be interesting to see if any of these things carry over into his his collegiate career. But, I mean, Darius Garland, if we're, if we're getting the Darius Garland comp, I know what I'm getting out of this point guard. I'm getting somebody that is a quick decision maker that makes right decisions consistently and offensively has a lot to his game. And, and, and like Jerry Meyer said, I think the one thing that you would really like to see is to kind of build up some of that strength. He's not going to be a huge uh, factor for you rebounding, obviously, but he's not going to be a huge factor for you defensively. So I, I think that there's definitely, you got to be able to put on a little bit of weight. But overall, I think this is, this is a, a smart kid. You look at some of his film, and, and it backs up what Meyer says about him in terms of his ball handling ability. I wouldn't necessarily say that he's got the Chris Paul ball on the string type of play, but he's certainly an excellent, excellent ball handler. So yeah, I really, really like this pickup for Kentucky if they get him. Would be hilarious if I if, if we talk about this and they don't get him. But I don't see that happening. Rob Dillingham paired up in the backcourt next season with Reed Shepard. Also going to be playing alongside C.J. Frederick, most likely a Thiero sitting behind Shepard and Dillingham as well. Could be a phenomenal pickup. For the Wildcats, would really love to see them start building some momentum on the recruiting trail. I have a feeling they're going to. And you see what they're doing already, uh, I believe, with the 2024 class and, and this year's class as well. They are getting out in front quickly, as quickly as they possibly can with some of these guys. They have a lot of targets on their list right now, and we're going to be talking about them right here on Locked On Kentucky over the next few weeks. So make sure that you guys subscribe if you're watching on YouTube. If you're listening on podcast format, go ahead and give us a follow there. Would love to hear you what, what you have to say about the show, show so review it as well. And that's going to do it for today's episode of Locked On Kentucky. Hey, guys, you can follow the show on Twitter at Locked On UK. 
You can follow me on Twitter at Lance.Underscore, underscore, and you can follow the show on Instagram as well at Kentucky Podcast. Any questions, comments, concerns, leave them in the YouTube comments below, or you can hit me on the socials like I just mentioned. I will see you all on Monday for another episode of Locked On Kentucky. Hope you guys have a great rest of your day, and God bless.